didn't get many visitors of any description. I cleaned up, he said brightly, reaching down for the bag without having to actually bend. His arms were so long. Uh-huh, I managed to grunt, taking in the room without risking moving my head or breathing just yet. I'd heard all about this place, but hadn't believed it. Now I was thinking I hadn't been told the true extent of how bad it was. Still, he seemed content. I guess ghouls obsessed with all things alchemical have a warped sense of what cleanliness is. Running down the centre of the single large room was an ancient, scarred, burned, chunky wooden workbench covered with jars of powders and liquids and various notebooks. Some stacked precariously, others open and full of spidery writing and strange, worrying diagrams. Bunsen burners hissed, burning blue or startling orange. Strange tubes slithered from one bulbous, bubbling jar to another, all colours of the rainbow spitting and hissing as the contents simmered behind murky glass. The threadbare carpet was mostly hidden by books, mounds of dirty dishes and takeaway remains, piles of festering shirts and underwear. In one corner was a bare mattress, so stained and sallow it didn't look suitable for burning, let alone sleeping on. The kitchen area consisted of a cramped alcove. There was a sink with a dripping tap, a small section of counter free of chemicals, and an oven that was so old it was probably an antique. I was sweating badly now, the humidity so high I was amazed the chemist could get anything to burn, and overriding everything else was the caustic, sulphurous stink that made breathing seem like a fast track to the afterlife. My ears began to sting, and I realised that everything was silent, the only noise the bubbling of the jars. This was getting awkward. Not wanting to offend, I shunted magic through my still-fresh, full-body tattoos, let my inherited hidden magic combine with my vampire nature, and my body purged itself of several cancer-inducing, tumour-causing, death-giving compounds already circulating through my system. I pulled back my shoulders, sucked in air cautiously through my nostrils, thinking maybe it would filter it a little, exhaled, smiled wide with my new red lipstick now seeming like a bad idea as it was steaming off my lips, and said, "'So nice of you to invite me. What a lovely home you have.' The chemist grinned and did a little jig on the spot like an excited child, gave a fancy bow, then nervously stepped aside to reveal his surprise. Thought we should do it in style. Oh, that's, uh, very thoughtful, I said, nodding at him, then studying the small square table he'd covered with what looked like a dirty white sheet. In the centre was a large bell jar with a stub of candle, the flame stuttering under the strange mix of gases in the room, oxygen way down on the list. Very uh, intimate. Thank you for this. I, I don't get many guests. The chemist dumped my bag by the sink, then lumbered to his workbench, and turned a knob to reduce the heat under a bottle of something green, and probably dangerous, close to bubbling over. My pleasure. I promised I'd cook for you when you got us out of that scrape, so here I am.
I picked my jacket up from the floor, decided it would be rude to throw it outside, so draped it over the back of a chair instead. Great! Great! There was another awkward silence, and it was getting ridiculous. He was a nice guy, a nice ghoul, and just because he was trapped in the mortal world and at decomposing flesh now and then, when he could resist the urge no longer, didn't make him a bad person. Okay, let's cook, I said, smiling and reaching out for his hand. You want me to help? he asked with surprise. Sure, it'll be fun. I took his ruined hand, all lumps and hard calluses, fingers half-fused and nails yellow and broken, and we squeezed. Then we set about making dinner. Hi, I'm Kate Pound, reluctant vampire enforcer. And I'm on